This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs is in his 41st year as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. I wanted to tell you what a great service you provide to this community. I listen to your show every week. Thank you for what you do for our community, for all the parents, coaches, and athletes. And now, here's your host, rated one of the best therapists in Kansas City, Missouri, by OnlineTherapy.com, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Welcome to our show here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. I'm here every Sunday morning talking about the mental side of sports. I've been here for 21 years, my 31st year on radio, my 42nd year of work as a sports psychologist. Look forward to doing the show with you every week as we delve into the mental side of sports, take your calls and get into issues about mindsets and sportsmanship and focus and confidence and all those types of things and love to hear from you have you participate in the show and you know i've been doing this show a long time i've dealt with a lot of topics um whether it's how to help your kids enjoy sport you know the whole purpose to me you sports should be about having fun having fun and as we move up the ranks from youth sports to maybe competitive sports to middle school to high school and all the way up to college, the fun aspect still has to be there. And how do we keep it fun? Well, there are a lot of ways to keep it fun. Yeah, you've got to have a good coaching staff that enhance the positive things that go on. There has to be that trust in your coaches who coach your kids, whether it's you know youth sports or all the way up to high school or the professional level. Coaching integrity is an issue, you know, we haven't really talked much about on this show. We have over the years hit on it at times. And that's what I want to get into today in light of a couple of things that happened this past week. And a couple of things came up. So Blake, share with us what happened to the Boston Celtics head coach. Uh, essentially, what happened was is the Boston Celtics head coach had a, an inappropriate relationship, as far as I know. It's been kind of mu- the waters have been a little muddied, but as far as we know, there's been an inappropriate relationship with a staff member. Yes, a, a female staff member. And his name is his name is Ime Adoka. Ime Adoka. All right, that's that's the Boston Celtics, not a youth sports team. That's the Boston Celtics. And he has been they have suspended him for an entire year. Right. And he took over last year and led them to the playoffs and to the NBA championship where they had a chance to win. Very highly thought of. And now he's been accused of this. He's and basically essentially admitted it by agreeing to take the year off. They didn't fire him. 
which is interesting. They suspended him for a year. Then you have the case of the Olathe Northwest wrestling coach, whose name is Stephen Albert Mesa, PE education and wrestling coach, appeared in court this past Thursday, facing felony charges accused of having sexual relationships with a student. He's being charged with three counts of unlawful sexual relationships, with, which is a felony. And they claim these are crimes that happened between July 1st and August 26th with the same victim all three times. This follows behaviors of coaches. Let's face it, coaches are people. And this is where I want to go with this. Coaches are people. They're human beings. They screw up. They make mistakes. I've talked forever on this show about mental health in sports, mental health in athletes. And for years, most people were sitting here telling me, you know, this is ridiculous. Come on, they're athletes. Well, athletes are people. You know, I I was the royal psychologist a couple times back in 1990. I got to know George Brett, Tom Gordon, Brett Saberhagen, Bo Jackson, Willie Wilson, Frank White. All kinds of great, great, great people. But they're people. You know, I had a locker in the locker room. These guys got dressed the same way. I dressed, you know, eight. Went to the bathroom, did everything everybody else does. They're still people. They have emotions and feelings. But if you're a coach, there's a different standard that you have to live up to. Because first and foremost, you're a role model. And when you act inappropriately, in whatever capacity that is, what's that saying to the people you're guiding, teaching, directing, instructing? It's telling them they can do it too. You had a scenario last year with Urban Meyer coaching the Jacksonville Jaguars, playing in Cincinnati after they lost. There's video of him at a club with young women sitting on his lap after they lost. He didn't apparently fly back with the team. All right, well, he's no longer coaching in the NFL. My sense is he probably won't again after the way Jacksonville played last year, which Doug Peterson's taken it over and they've turned it around. They're actually in first place right now after two games. Coaching integrity is what I want to get into today. And what are the guidelines set up for coaches along this way? I want to open up our phone lines right away at 913-3810-810 and find out if you're a coach, what are you taught about integrity? What are you taught about being a leader? And what about behavior? I mean, you are human. You screw up. Everybody does. I have, you have, we all have. But what are you taught about that in terms of being a coach? You know, the sexual inappropriate behavior is disgusting for coaches. This wrestling coach at Olathe Northwest, I hope they throw the book at him. Having sex with a 16-year-old girl, there's, there's no place for that. And not just once, but several times. And I can personally 
personally relate to all this. Because as the team psychologist for the Kansas City Blazers back for almost 30 years, we had a coach, and I talked about this years ago, named Craig Ivancicon, who was my son Gregory's coach, who ended up getting caught attempting to have sex with a girl on the team, teenage girl on the team, ended up going to jail, is now out of jail, went to jail for a number of years. Here's the deal. Everybody loved Craig. He was a great guy. At least that was the impression he gave everyone. They did a thorough vetting on him before he came here from Nashville, I believe is where he came from. But he had this history that nobody knew about. All the kids loved him. My son loved him. He came to my son's bar mitzvah. Wonderful guy. Except he had this hidden part of him. And when it was discovered, other things came out as well. You know, they did a thorough vetting of him before he was hired. But he had this part of him he hid. So if you are a parent, what are you looking for in a coach for your child? And what are the guidelines that you set when you sign your son or daughter up for a team? 913-3810-810 is our number. If you're a coach, what kind of guidelines are set up for you? What kind of training is there for you in terms of this type of stuff? If you're an administrator... What do you do? I mean, here's the Olathe Northwest wrestling coach. Obviously not in a relationship with one of the wrestlers on his team. I'm assuming that this young lady was not on, on his team. But nonetheless, having a relationship with a student. And this, this individual is married. Apparently had kids. So what do you do? 913-3810-810 is our number. If you are an administrator, I'd like to hear from you. What are the guidelines you set up for that? How do you check out someone's background in these things? This is a real issue that unfortunately happens a lot more than we know because most of these things are not reported. And I've known of many people over the years who have had these situations happen. I've had to deal with it myself. Like I said, for my son's coach, as well as the number of people I've counseled. So if you're an administrator, where does coaching integrity come in and how do you judge someone you're going to hire? If you're a parent, what do you do? If you question the ethics of the man or woman who's coaching your son or daughter. How do you handle that? 913-3810-810 is our number. This is a, an uncomfortable topic to talk about, but it's a, it's a necessary one in light of the fact that the Boston Celtics head coach 
has been suspended for a year for inappropriate sexual contact with a staff member. And a high school wrestling coach the same week here in Kansas City is fired and is is going to be going to court and probably to jail for having sex with a student. So what do you do as a parent when you're signing your son or daughter up for a team? What do you look for in the coach? And what are the what would be an, an indication for you that maybe we shouldn't be on this team because I don't like the coach? And, and maybe it's just not sexual behavior. Maybe it's just behavior. Maybe it's just arrogance. Being the type of per, uh, person that comes across as overly controlling demanding what do you do about that so if if the coach coaching your son or daughter is somebody you question how do you handle that last night I ran into a young man my wife and I went down to the Plaza Art Fair and I ran into a young man who played on my son Gregory's baseball team youth baseball team we were talking about a couple things And he remembered the coach I've talked about on this show many times who in the next game we were playing baseball, this is like 11 or 12-year-olds, the coach grabbed, the young man tried to steal third, tripped, fell on his face, came off the field. This coach threw his hat down, kicked the fence, the bats and helmets fell off the bat rack. He then grabbed this young man and threw him against the fence. And when I confronted, because we're sitting right behind where the next game, he then cursed at me, and then he was grabbed by the first base coach saying, what are you doing? He was fired. Got his name on a law firm here in town, on the building. Obviously a successful attorney, but a failure as a coach. You don't do that. And what did he do to that kid? He damaged him for a long time because when he was a sophomore in high school his dad called me and said we need to bring him in and talk to you should have done it years ago all right 913 is our number no one's called in yet i'd like to get some calls in here if you're a coach and you you have another coach you're dealing with or aware of who maybe is going over the coaching bound the ethic boundaries of being a coach what do you do about it do you Walk away? Do you ignore it? Do you confront it? If you're an administrator, how do you handle these situations? I mean, first of all, any adult that's that's abusing a child or a teenager is a sick person. And we all know that. But if you're a coach, you have you, you you're looked upon with authority, you're looked upon with respect. You're looked upon in a way where people admire you. But you're human. You screw up. But when you go over the boundary, you should be gone. Blake, what do you think about this? You're 100% right. Um, And I I think it's it's one of the sickest and just cruelest things that you can do, especially as – and this can come in all levels uh, of sports at at every age group. But, you know, we tend to see it, you know, outside of Ime Odoka's – position we tend to see it at a younger age and in my opinion that is one of the worst things you can do because when you're in a position of power like that 
when you have a power structure of coach and athlete and you abuse that to somebody who who is supposed to be putting their trust in you that is one of the sickest things that you can do and it doesn't ha- like again uh, unfortunately it happens on the sexual side it doesn't have to happen on that side it can happen just in a mental abuse aspect well i was just going to say it's not just sexual abuse it's yeah. emotional abuse the emotional abuse that so many coaches lay on kids is is devastating to me okay because i you know i have a saying as you know a good coach checks his or her ego at the door it's not about them it's about the athletes are coaching but when you put your personal needs your personal desires ahead of these young people you, you know you you are looked upon as a leader as someone who can you looked upon with respect. Let's face it. You know, I, I've known, I just had my 50 year high school reunion a couple weeks ago and saw people I haven't seen in years. It was great to see so many people. And one of my good friends who I've known since grade school, he was very brash. He wouldn't take grief from anybody. And we we had a, we had a teacher <laughs> Our first day of Spanish class, our sophomore year, the teacher just started speaking Spanish and nonstop. And, and he made a comment about, you know, I don't understand anything she's saying. She turned bright red, looked at him and said, well, if you don't want to be in here, you can leave. Well, he got up and left. Now, some people say that's wrong, but that was his personality. He he wasn't going to take any of that type of stuff. I know I was sitting in my chair frozen to it. I'm going, oh my God, I'd love to get out of here. I don't want to be in here. But I was scared to death. It's a teacher. You know, people who are teachers and coaches are looked upon as authority figures. And so when you have these these types of situations, you know, a lot this happens a lot more than we know. And I'm sure of it. Because people are scared to report it. People are scared to say anything. Well, in the, in the, you know, kind of where the mental mind game comes in is how are you going to be punished for reporting it? If you're, if you're a player, your immediate thought is, well, one, it, you know, I'm not going to get any playing time if I try to report something on somebody who's my coach. I, I'm not going to get to play anymore. And that alone, and that, should, that sounds silly, but in the mind of a kid, in the mind of an athlete, somebody who is training and somebody who's putting so much emphasis on playing the sport and wanting to participate, play with their friends, maybe make this a future, that's a big deal. And so how much does the student allow or the athlete allow something to be let go because they're, the importance of playing or the importance of being a part of a team is more important than maybe mentioning something that's going to ruffle the feathers. But that's, and that's so sad because that's exactly what should be happening. Well, you just talked, you see, you're hitting on a very important word. It's called fear. Fear of the truth coming out. Fear of, of, of being, you know. Um, hopefully this young lady, she's 16, her name will not be you know, brought up. No one's going to know who it is. But I'm guessing if there's a court case, she may end up appearing in court. I don't know. That's not my area. But fear is a big part of this. And, you know, in the Boston Celtics situation, how did that how did that come out? You know, the head coach who leads them to the NBA championship is suspended for a year. Now, it's interesting. Why was he not fired? 
You know, I wonder what the rationale was for them to not fire him. Well, according to the reports, apparently it was a consensual relationship. It wasn't a predatory relationship. So I think that was one of those things where they're like, well, if you're two consenting adults, it's still inappropriate in the workplace. But they had, but they had guidelines there. My I, understanding is I something we you I don't think do. So. so because so my my point is. If they were last place in the Eastern Division, the Eastern Conference last year, he probably would no longer be coaching. That's probably spot on. I'm guessing. I mean, I don't know. I'm not there. I think we, made, I think we both have been around sports enough to know that that's exactly the case. I would had think he, so. Had this been a bad team and not just come off an NBA Finals appearance with one of the best teams in the league, that coach would have been gone. So I'm talking about coaching ethics today, and I, I'd love to find out – from you if you're a coach you're an administrator when someone goes over the line with their behavior what's done about it is it addressed is it ignored this is an uncomfortable topic to talk about I realize that it's not the typical thing we talk about on this show but in light of the fact that a high school wrestling coach was fired this past week and arrested for having sex with a student 16-year-old student, in light of the Boston Celtics head coach was suspended for a year for participating in an inappropriate relationship with a staff member. This is something I wanted to bring up today. Blake, you want to jump in here? Yeah, and we're going to get into it here in the next segment for sure before we go to break, but just we're going to talk a lot more about situations that coaches should understand moving forward, where the guidelines should be set. And where that line really is. And when it is and not okay to approach an athlete or a student in, in a certain way. I mean, I've had to deal with this in my life with an inappropriate psychiatrist who I had to deal with in a personal situation and reported him um, for inappropriate sexual contact with clients, patients, okay, and the Board of Healing Arts, which is a disgrace in the state of Kansas, pending for a whole week. He should have been in jail. He'd be in jail in 19 states for what he did. Okay, behavior like this happens across the board. But in terms of sports and in terms of athletics, okay, it's totally inexcusable, as we know. So I'd like to hear from you. If you're a coach, you're an administrator, you're a parent, you're an athlete, where does where did coaching, coaching ethics come into play when you're on a team, if you're if you're an administrator and you hear things about a coach or you find out things about a coach what do you do what are your what are the guidelines you have set up our phone number is 913-3810-810 and like i said this is a, a topic we don't normally talk about on this show but in light of the fact this has happened twice in the past week and actually there's a third case as well in the state of missouri I'd like to hear from you and get your thoughts. 913-3810-810. We're on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB.